Welcome to Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is M-I-K-E-D-U-G-A-R. If you didn't catch all that, don't worry. I'm verified. Soon to be verified on Instagram. Hopefully. Chris, talk to him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C. K-I-D-D-206 and that's C-Kid-206. I feel like we should shout out your Instagram too. You had to start the new page. Yeah, man. It's all good. It feels good though starting a brand new page. But uh, this is the mock draft uh, episode of the Seahawks Man and Man podcast. We didn't do uh, mocks uh, last year, um, though we did have a decent, or at least I had a decent hit rate. I got one right uh, last year on the mock I did. I predicted they would pick uh, LJ Collier. But year before, Chris hit on two picks. Rasheem. And Will Disley. Will Dis. Got the Pac-12 just covered. (laughs) Uh, So we'll see how many we can get uh, right this time. Seven-round mocks, yes. We do have trades. You have trades? No, I I did not bite the bullet. (laughs) It's a lot more work to add trades. It's like people think it's like, oh, you should just do a trade. And I think all mocks, for the most part, for the experts like Kuiper, McShay, Brugler, you know, whoever – they should have them, but and that's it's, just, another thing. it's a lot of work. I'm not an expert, and I don't want to try to put a trade in there and screw it all up. I left it alone. I think I did a really good draft just based on the picks that the Seahawks have. <laughs> yeah, and they, I mean, that's that's fine, too. That's fine, too. I mean, even Dane in his latest seven-round uh, mock draft has uh, no trades. I think he just has the Seahawks using all the original picks that they already have uh, before we get to each each mock. We appreciate the questions you guys submitted. You know, that's the favorite part of the show for uh, for us is to answer you guys' questions. There are some of them that we'll basically get to within the you know within our mocks, uh, and some of them we'll get to uh, afterwards. But some of the ones that were more pressing, uh, we'll jump to first, and then get into our mocks and see how many we can get right. I'm thinking I'm at least gonna get one more right. This I think year. you're gonna get one, at least. I, I'd say three. Three? I think you can get three. I got them making nine picks, I think. Three would be, that'd be good. They should hire me if I get three. I mean, come on. That's, I'm going to call myself an expert if I get three. So <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go with that. But let's jump into these questions. What, what we got first? All right, let's jump into it. We got JRB at JRBatman23. How big of a need is the interior offensive line? That's a good question. So it really gets interesting because earlier Tuesday, the Seahawks reportedly brought back left guard Mike Ayupati. So you're looking at, even if we assume Justin Britt is back starting after he recovers from the ACL, you're looking at basically the same O-line swapping Brandon Shell for Jermaine Fetty. So I don't really know if that's like a better unit than it was in 2019. So even if you swap B.J. Finney for Justin Britt and look at a left side, or excuse me, a whole entire line of Mike Ayupati, Dwayne Brown, B.J. Finney, D.J. Fluker, Brandon Shell, that just doesn't really move me that much i think i would rather see some like legit starting competition come in this this has some interior linemen that can start according to all the quote-unquote experts uh i love that word this time of year so i would i would say you got to get out of day two with an interior offensive lineman i don't really care what side you get out i don't care if it's a center guard uh we'll get into our mocks you can see what we did but i i don't think you can get out of there without it just because you need someone who can upgrade at pass protection. I don't really think that Mike and DJ or even Justin or Joey really excelled to the point that would really elevate the line. I know that's hard for guards because they're not really like known as great pass protectors as is. But shoot, man, it's a draft. Find them. So I wouldn't call it a huge, huge, huge need. Uh, but my 
my suggestion would be by the time you get out of the there was 106 picks i think in the first two days by the time pick 106 or whatever is done you need to have at least one interior uh lineman that that'd be my suggestion next up we have mr collins at first Stephen collins what positions must be addressed in the draft and who are some players that have your eye at those positions and then part two also who is a player that could realistically fall to 27 that would keep you from trading back um let's see i think for me the only positions the top the top two before i i think i had a three i would say the top two are are tackle and um i will go with tackle and defensive end obviously they i think i saw someone's mock i can't remember who it was if you guys find it online just somebody send it to me it's like a seven round seahawks mock and it has all defensive ends have you seen that chris there's I like, have not. Ah, Is that a joke? Man. Yeah, they're joking. But it's like, <laughs> it makes sense in, in, in some regard. I really don't, I don't know how comfortable the Seahawks should feel with um, like a starting four rotation at defensive end of LJ, Rasheem, Bruce, and Benson. I think that's okay. I don't know if that's like, we're going to win the Super Bowl type of, type of flavor. So I would say those two are like super high. Like you cannot get out of the draft you cannot get out of the first two days of the draft without a clear starter at both spots i think that that that's kind of where where i'm at with everything else you're kind of looking at um some depth maybe i'd add a left guard at those two so those three you gotta leave day two of the draft at least with a starter at all those spots everything else you're looking at you're looking at some depth and what was part two of that who is a player that you could realistically see fall to 27 that would keep the Seahawks from trading back? See, okay, so what do we call realistic? How uh, a player that what is like projected top 20? I would say it could fall. I think you hit it right on the money. seven spots isn't like huge. I, I well, guess. maybe a top 15 guy, top, which would be okay. So wait, who's top 15? Is it like is it like Henry Ruggs top 15? Like C.D. Lamb? Because I don't think you could pass up on those type of cats. I but I don't know how realistic. I like that Steven added realistic in there. Because I was going to say, yeah, you you get Henry Ruggs that falls to, you know, Okay, what 27. about uh, CJ ain't falling that far. Okay, CJ Henderson, cornerback. Uh, Even though I know he wouldn't fall that far. See, we got to go. I like I like the way this question is framed. That's why I want to get this. I would go with, okay, no one. The answer is no one. <laughs> But if I had to give you a name, I'll go with the receiver from LSU, Justin Jefferson. I w- I would imagine the Eagles take him at wherever the Eagles are picking twenty one. I-, I think I would imagine you go there. But if if not, maybe maybe, and that's that that's a reach. I would still say, but that that's my best guess. Unless we want to scrap the realistically part, then I'm saying like yeah, CD Lamb or any of these skill guys. Yeah, Judy. Uh, yeah, Jer- ooh, there's no way all these guys go in the top 15, right? Yeah, Jerry Judy's 15 with the Broncos, according to Dane. Uh, that's uh, that's that's <laughs> Henry, tough. Henry you know Ruggs. what? I, one more, the uh, the tackle, the tackle. What's his got name? A couple the, the tackle from Bama. Oh, you're talking about Jedrick Wills? Yes. Jer- no, excuse me, Jedrick Wills. Excuse me. If I had to scrap realistically, that would be that I would go with like one of those receivers or the tackle. Other than that, I don't think anyone's gonna fall there. That would just like wow you and make you pick at 27 it's just not there's not 32 like first round talents here i really don't even think there's a there's probably not even 27 of them <laughs> to, to be honest 
What you got? Yeah, right, it was Green go. Bay. He's projected 30. Oh, that's by Dane? Dane yeah. has him going. Ah. going. Oh, man, I, I guess. that Maybe that would be the only one. Okay. Only one. Not bad, not bad. Next up, we have Cody Marmon at Cody underscore Marmon. What's your guys' thoughts on Seattle taking one of the top four backs? Taylor, Swift, Dobbins, or Akers? I saw Seattle interview two of the running back prospects. At first, when I read this question, I thought it was like, what do you think of the Seahawks taking Taylor Swift? And I was like, what? Because, <laughs> you know, it says Taylor, Swift, Dobbins. I was like, I mean, if she's draftable, maybe? I don't know. talent? I don't know if she's eligible. We might have to look look that up. Uh, but, no, I don't think they should take any of those any of those guys. They're going to need, need to go too high. Where's Jonathan Taylor going to go? Top 50, maybe. Uh, at least day two. All those guys are probably day two guys. And I don't, I don't really know if, like, the day two running back thing is where you should be spending your – you know your your draft capital when they have needs you know i still think they're they're pretty f- not far away from being a championship roster but there are some clear holes where you're like if we want to win a championship we need x x and x before we pick up on a running back who we don't even really want to start you got to put it remember that too with the running back they don't want whoever they draft to start they want chris carson to start and they want Chris uh, rashad Penny to back him up and they want the other dude to be like in case of emergency break glass and then we got we got him so maybe Acres if he falls after like pick a hundred, maybe. But even then, I don't, I don't. I don't think so. First round reach at the real Luigi underscore. How would y'all feel about Zach Bond being the Seahawks' first draft pick? Uh, this is to my knowledge a dude who just uh, says he drank a bunch of water to uh, to gain some weight. Uh, I think before the uh, during the combine and his he got uh, flagged for a diluted sample. Uh. Sound like a Seahawks pick to me, Chris. <laughs> I'm messing around. I'm messing around, but no, I'm Some not. Past struggles, uh, but no, 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 no. I, uh, I don't, I don't think so. I, I would, I would go elsewhere. It depends on how early. I mean, if you if you're dropping back into the mid 30s, but I, I would say that you're probably better off go, going elsewhere. Uh, I think not because of the whole diluted sample thing. Like I said, that would make him a perfect Seahawks pick. It'd be like the Seahawks. The Cowboys, the Raiders, and the Bengals. <laughs> if you got anything controversial, I'm gonna mock you to one of them. One of them four teams. All right. Next up, we have Ross at Ross Pfizer. Will the Hopkins, well, DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals change the Seahawks draft plans or needs? No, 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 no. You don't let one team, one move, do that. It doesn't matter if the Cardinals got Tom Brady. You know. <laughs> It really, it really, it really doesn't. Although I don't know how good Tom Brady's going to be in 2020. I just really don't. Um, no, you don't. I mean, they're not scared of D Hop. You can't be scared of anybody. What you want to have is a is a good defense that rushes the passer and doesn't give up the deep ball. If that's your plan, it'll always be your plan. And to be honest, that should be your plan. You could beat anybody when when that's what you're thinking. Uh, I do think uh, that they kind of feel like what with Dunbar and Shaquille. That's actually a, a, a decent tandem. You should be able to handle what the Cardinals are bringing, but you can't do it without any pass rush. So that's why that's the most important thing more than anything else. Well, speaking of pass rush, this question is from Boom Shakalaka at Boom Shaka Maui. Do you feel the Seahawks will finally sign a big-name pass rusher before the draft? Reason why is the draft might turn out better going for best available versus being forced to get a mediocre pass rusher with the first pick. <laughs> That's a great ad name. Uh, let's see. A big name? No, I don't think. Because big name guys cost money. Uh, you know, and the Seahawks aren't really a big name type of team. 
And that's just a free agency, right? That wasn't counting trades, that question? Because, I mean, I guess you could do a trade for, like, a Yannick Ngakwe. I don't think they should. You do a trade for Matt Judon. Don't think you should. Uh, but it, it just depends. If you got to give up your third for Judon and... No, 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 no. I, don't, I still don't like that. I don't like that. No, the answer is no. I, I just I just don't see it. Because even if this... If the, if the experts don't say, all right, this is not a great pass rusher draft, that does not mean there's literally no good pass rushers. You know, of course there will be. You just need to pick the right one. Even in a draft where the, there's loaded with talent, you still have to pick, you know, the right one. Like, this could be a receiver draft that's like, oh, this is loaded, right? You got, how many guys we named earlier? Ruggs, Lamb, Jefferson. At least five receivers. Uh, 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 Jerry Judy. Um, there's another kid that we're missing on that's that's really I mean even the kid from Colorado uh, is nasty not all these dudes are gonna be all pros someone's gonna suck out of the group I just named you can't pick that dude that's the same thing uh, with these other positions if, it's, if everybody experts say oh that's not a good pass rusher draft it doesn't literally mean there's no pass rushers that probably means there's not like a bunch of them after like Chase Young but that's fine Seahawks aren't picking second <laughs> or third or whatever so uh, no, I, I I think they're still going to trust on their staff finding diamonds in the rough, uh, so to speak, and developing the talent that there is in the draft. Ethan Ludlam at Ethan Ludlam. Assuming the Seahawks trade down from their first round pick, is there a sense of who likely trading partners might be at that point in the draft? Ooh, this is why I took so long with my mock. It's really <laughs> hard um, because if I'm not going to go too deep into it, but to trade down, it does take a lot of work. You know, there's got to be a partner, and that partner has to be willing to trade up for something. And when you're picking towards the end of the draft, what you really want to dangle is a player that's going to be so good that it benefits you as a team to have that fifth round, or excuse me, fifth year option uh, on them. Like, that's that's a really good thing to have, like, with your quarterback or something like that. But let's say, who, who's who's, like, right there on the edge in the second round? I would say... I think in my first mock, I had Cincy coming up. I think Cincy has a handful of picks, but maybe they get, you know, persuaded to come up in the first round and, and grab an extra weapon. Maybe maybe a guy like that Justin Jefferson cat falls. And they're like, wow, let's jump to 27, take him ahead of Green Bay at 30. Uh, and then, boom, now we got we got Joe Burrow and we got him, somebody for him to throw to as well. Maybe it's something like that. I'd say Cincy, New York, uh, just because... You got to factor in that every team isn't smart. So maybe the Giants just reach up and, and take somebody uh, just because Dave Gettleman's not good at his job. Uh, you should always call Bill O'Brien. <laughs> so I don't even know how many picks they got. He'll give up like, anything. They, you know, no matter what you do, you always got to call Bill O'Brien. You're like, hey, yo, Bill, what's happening, man? I got, you know, a pack of gum and some toilet paper. Can we get Deshaun Watson? Like, I don't know, man. That doesn't sound like a good deal. All right, you're right, Bill. Pack of gum toilet paper and a box of scooby snacks all right you got a deal deshaun watson it is like you got to call bill o'brien every time uh I, I really don't think they have that many useful picks in this scenario but always call him uh cincy new york uh carolina uh possibly and i'm missing a team a really obvious team who am i missing the colts the colts the colts need quarterback i don't care what anybody says about philip rivers he ain't the, he may be the answer in twenty uh, in twenty twenty, he damn sure ain't the answer beyond beyond that. I really don't. I don't understand. I'm gonna go on a tangent real quick, real quick. Is that cool? You're good, man. 
I don't understand the uh, the love that people have and the just the, the expectations for like Rivers and Brady to be good in the future for the new teams when they weren't good on the teams they were just on. <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I don't get that. Maybe you could argue Brady lacked weapons or whatever, but he also had the best coach of all time, which kind of cancels out having Godwin and Mike Evans for me when you had Hoodie Bill, who has made it work with dudes from FedEx for years and is the, undoubtedly, like, the best coach of this generation. And then Phillip Rivers was throwing ducks <laughs> in, in San Diego or wherever the hell they play now. He's throwing ducks. What? what? No. I'd, I'd rather have Jameis letting it fly and throwing some picks because they're both going to throw picks. I mean, Rivers throw 20 last year? Yeah, I don't I don't buy it. They need a quarterback. The Bucks need quarterback of the future. A bunch of teams need quarterback uh, of the future. All right, tangent over. Sorry. Bad written all over it. Yeah. Next up, Largent's a legend at Mark Misselbrook. Etor Gross Matos or Ross Blacklock with a 36 pick. After all, we know the Seahawks are definitely trading down. There you go. See, see, see. You know what's up. I appreciate that. Uh, well, the Ross dude is from TCU, right? Yes. I don't know if you can go use your first your first pick a TCU guy again. I just think you're asking for it. I just, yeah, we. <laughs> I just don't know if you can do that. I, I, yeah, I don't know. And I, for what it's worth, I know the Seahawks actually like LJ. They believe that LJ will be a good player for them. They're not going to give up on him after a year. Uh, they just they're just not. However, it's a. It'd be like in 2018 if they took another kid from Michigan State. It'd be like, you know, we just did the Malik thing. It didn't work. Let's just, you know, let's 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 not do that. So I, I'm a lean the other way. Uh, interesting number that that pick is though. What was that 36? Mm-hmm. That's interesting, interesting spot. I do like the trade down uh, mentality there. Next up, we have Brendo Pretendo at Brendo Pretendo. How early should the Seahawks draft the running back? I like I like the. That, that name was good, too. What was the other one I liked? Boom Shakalaka? Yes. Ooh, Brendo Pretendo and Boom Shakalaka. I like Brendo, actually, more than that. I don't know why I just do. I just like it. I also like the Avi is a picture of Marshawn Lynch grabbing his junk. Uh, <laughs> hard to beat that. Oh, but wasn't Boom Shakalaka a Sonics logo? Yes. Ooh, hard to beat that, Might too. I have a poll question. Ooh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, how early is the draft running back? Well, you don't draft one early at all. You don't. Uh... Day three? Yeah, that sounds about right. You can get away with day four, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, you don't draft him early. I say day three, and you don't give him $16 million. Looking at you, Carolina. Don't. Before we get into our mocks, that's the last question, right? Well, he also says, love the show. I listen to almost all of them. Keep up the good work. We appreciate it, man. All right, Brendo. I just gave you a big shout-out with your ad name, so now you got to listen to all of them. Get that almost up out of here, man. <laughs> Especially be, quarantine. Should, you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Unless you're a healthcare worker, then uh, we love you. Uh, but that's the last one, right? That's it. Real quick. McCaffrey just got the bag. Yeah. You big, you, uh, yay or nay on McCaffrey getting the bag? Absolutely. $16 million a year. Yay. I'm all for it, man. I, Good for him. I can't get on board with it. I just, I just can't. This is shocking. Is it? Because I always secure the bag. Oh, no, no. I guess let me make that very clear. I am very good. McCaffrey, get your money. Mm-hmm. You should have got more, you know? Get more. Yeah. But the side you're looking at it. Yeah, so if I'm McCaffrey, yes, duh. Get the bag. Always get the bag. For sure, get the bag. Uh, the Carolina, I wasn't, I was very, I was confused there. I mean, not confused because I know that's somehow some teams think, but it's it's just like, you know, you're. it feels like they're paying for the past. 
and rather than future performance because you got to look at when that extension kicks in. It kicks in in 2021, so you're still getting him on the cheap for you know 2020, and then you had another year of team control you could have had with like the tag or something like that, which probably would have been around 10, 11 million uh, for 2021, and then how many how many all pro years are you getting out of Christian in? Let's say 2022, 23. How many years is he? I can't count. However many years he's uh, left on the deal after that, after the two years of team control you probably could have had, how many all-pro years are you getting out of that to get the bang for your buck there? I don't know if that was a good investment when you could probably – what do you think they could have fetched for McCaffrey in a deal? At least a, fir- at least a first round. Definitely a second and third. A first – you're probably getting a first and a third for all-pro running back. Probably. I would do that, especially depending on what team wants the first. You go call John, not John Gruden. He he ain't doing it. Call Bill O'Brien. <laughs> call Bill O'Brien. Actually, yeah, I would have called Bill O'Brien. Maybe they did. No, 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 because he would have <laughs> gave up Deshaun Watson or something like that. <laughs> Texas uh, would have nobody. Yeah, the Texans would just have McCaffrey playing, running the Wildcat. Uh, I just feel like it's to, he's he would have turned into a good enough asset that you could have fetched a lot and then just drafted like – you know, Dobbins or even the kid from LSU, he's got like a hyphenated name. I'm rocking with all the hyphenated name kids because I am a hyphenated name kid. So draft him, Swift, yeah, any of that. Just if Honestly, if your plan was to only have your running back for three, four years and then always trade him and just draft the next kid from Bama, if that's all you did every four-year cycle, you'd probably be all right. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, and then use that draft capital on like O linemen and stuff like that. But yeah, I wasn't wasn't big on it from the Panthers' point of view. For Christian, yeah, get the bag, man. Drinks on you. Uh, does he drink? He don't, uh, he don't look like he drink. Hey, you don't drink. I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get let's get to these mocks, man. Mock draft. Here we go. Twenty twenty. All right, you this go. Fun. You go first. You go. I first. will go first, man. So with the Seahawks, first round pick. Do 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 do. Oh, wait, no, that's a sports center new, uh, music. My bad. Don't worry about it. 27th overall, the Seahawks select edge rusher Josh Uche. Six foot one, 245 pounds, hometown Florida. I like this young man. I think he is what the Seahawks need on the edge. I mean, you've already mentioned basically what what the Seahawks have right now. If you look at their defensive ends with LJ Collier, they bring back Benson, Moea. Mo- how do you say his last Mayoa. name? Mayoa. That's how I've been me. saying it. I'm sorry if that's wrong. But. No, I think it's right. Bruce, yeah, let's go with that. Bruce Irvin and then Rasheem Green. Adding this young talent, I think, is something the Seahawks need. He's definitely explosive, and I think he'll be a solid fit with this team. I just – I remember when I talked about Rasheem Green and how he's just the, per- the perfect fit for the Seahawks. I'm not saying – that Josh is, but I think when it comes down to it, I think he'll definitely be a player that the Seahawks can use on third down. I mean, last season, he started nine of 13 games, eight and a half sacks, 35 tackles, 11 and a half tackles for loss, two forced fumbles and two pass breakups. He has some skill, man. And I'm going to be excited if the Seahawks take him with the 27th pick. I really like it. His athleticism and range for the position is definitely something the Seahawks should should be looking at. 
But yeah, I'm going with Josh. All right, I like the pick. I had him in my first mock. Uh, Mike's like I did three or four mocks. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> like doing mocks, man. But no, I like I like that I like that pick too. We got 27. We're taking an edge rusher. Okay, what get else some, we got? You get some help on the edge. Next up, in the second round, 59th overall, Akeem Davis Gaither, linebacker out of Appalachian State. Senior year, started all 14 games, 104 tackles, 14 and a half tackles for loss, five sacks, one interception, eight pass breakups. Blocked kick, just to throw it out there, man. Is that a, he blocked a field goal or a punt? Or I believe it was a punt. Oh, nice. And this is a it's like an inside linebacker, traditional stand up, or like on the outside. On the line? I think he's gonna play outside with the Seahawks. Okay, just because Bobby and KJ are there, I think he can definitely push Ben Burke, Irvin, Cody Barton. I think that'd be a nice little look into the future with this team because I don't know how much longer KJ is gonna play. Bobby's not getting any younger. Well, Bobby's extension starts this year, so <laughs> if he ain't getting younger, he better start. <laughs> You drink whatever that uh that Zach Bond is drinking. Never mind. Go ahead. No, I'm watching some highlights of Akeem. I mean, this dude is you know how we said Earl Thomas is fast sideline to sideline with his speed? I mean, this linebacker is He's Earl he, fast? Not Earl fast, I'm just sideline to sideline wise. He he gets there. He's moving. Okay. And his range. And I think he could definitely be an interesting player, whether it's if he happens to make an impact with the team or he's doing his thing on special teams. I think he definitely will fit with the Seahawks. All right, so we got who you got, picks? You got Edge, Josh Uche, and you got Akeem as a linebacker. All right, what else we got? We have pick 64. Staying in the second round with the 64th pick, Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle out of Georgia. We understand Dwayne Brown is about to be 35 once this season starts. Really? Up. Is he? Yes. Oh, wow. Exactly. Brandon Shell, we had on, what was his name that rushed for the Jets, Mike? Connor Hughes. Connor Shout Hughes. out to Connor Hughes, we man. We had Connor on about three weeks ago. Talking about a little bit about Brandon, it sounds as if he's he's going to be a project since the Seahawks let a Fetty walk, which that was. I mean, shoot, Brandon's only on a two-year deal, man. That project better not take too long. <laughs> we all hope it better not take too long. I think Brandon Shell again, he's going to be a project, and I do believe Isaiah Wilson is could be a good fit at right tackle. And you say, oh, Chris, well, who else is at right tackle for the Seahawks? If you got a big friend, you could he could maybe get an audition for the you know, <laughs> right tackle. You got Cedric Abouye, Brandon Shell, and Chad Wheeler. This is a position battle coming in for this 2020 campaign. Isaiah Wilson, if he is drafted, he'll definitely get in there and compete, which Pete Carroll loves to, yeah, to I mean, remind that's everyone. That's all you can do. I mean, you got to do it virtually uh, for now, <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right, all right. We we fix, fixed the defense. We, get, we now now we're on the O line. What do we got? Still we're, we're sticking with the O line in the third round with the hundred and first pick. Nick Harris, Pac twelve, U Dub center. You mentioned Britt. What do you think, Mike? Is he is he gonna get? Are the Seahawks gonna release some man? Well, even it? if he does it, his contract runs out this uh, after this season. So maybe it's a depth pick. I'm not big on them picking Huskies, but, you know, you know, do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> they got Will Disley. Relax. Kooks produce centers, too, you know. <laughs> Nick Harris is who I'm rolling with. I think it'll be battling out with B.J. Finney, which you mentioned who's probably going to win the job. But I think it'll be Nick Harris and B.J. Finney going forward at the starting position for center. All what right. do you think about that? Possibly. I'm not big on them taking Huskies, man. I just, <laughs> It's just like there's only – how many FBS schools is there? Just take – <laughs> just take the next center, you know. Yeah, maybe that's just you know, that's just me. But yeah, that's could be could be listeners too. Objectively speaking, that's fine. That's Thank fine. you. I that's guess fine. the fine from Mike. I yeah, like it. That's fine. Fourth round, hundred thirty third pick, Mister Jack of all trades, 
Lynn Bowden, wide receiver, running back, quarterback out of Kentucky. He played quarterback and receiver. Bruh, the dude is that's why I call him Mr. Jack of all trades. All right, I'm gonna Google this guy. You're gonna when you Google him, you're gonna see his stats and you're gonna be like, wait, what? He did such and such. He's a sleeper at wide receiver. The Seahawks could use. I mean, you know how they use Percy Harvin. Well, or During, didn't use. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, cool. He's black. I just wasn't. No, I'm sorry. That's why I wanted to Google him because I didn't. I wanted. I didn't know if he was going with like a Taysom Hill type of thing. That should be no trend, man. I don't think you should be quarterback masquerading as these other things. If you quarterback, you'd be quarterback. You know, it's just not. Didn't the Vikings try that nonsense with somebody? Who was that crappy quarterback that started that Vikings playoff game when Adrian Peterson ran for two million yards and won? Joe Webb. I think it was Joe Webb had him doing a little everything. Nah, I uh, think I think this young man is is. Oh, upside. he ain't gonna play no quarterback in the league. No, okay. no, no, no. He's he's not. But I'm just saying he could he could come in and run a little wildcat. Granted, the Seahawks. I don't think any time since you've been covering this team have done wildcat with Tyler Lockett. Maybe DK Metcalf if he has an arm. Uh, they've run they ran a few reverses to DK, but That's I don't know if he can throw. Team. Check this out. Bowden rushed for 1,400 yards on 185 carries and 13 touchdowns while also leading Wildcats in receiving 30 catches, 348 yards, one touchdown, and five starts to begin the year. Wow. <laughs> and he's also a returner, okay? Like the kick? Kick returns, punt returns. That's why Mr. Jack of all trades. Dude is – and reports why he ran a 4-3. I just wanted to see a picture of him. I'm oh, cool with the rest of the No, I, I Googled it now. I can see oh, you go- now. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, Mr. Jack of all I wasn't trades. sure. That's all. That's all. I wanted to make sure that wasn't a Taysom type of thing. No, not at all. And I think he could definitely fit in with the Seahawks offense. I mean, because they try to run some of those screens to Ty Lockett. Well, this is just seems like a dude they would just have to find a spot for. You know, it's just oh, like yeah, get I the th- ball in his hand one way or I another. I think punt return and kick return would definitely be a spot for him for sure. Special teams. Mm-hmm. And then. You can get some gadget play for this young man. Let him get loose. Uh, Have fun yeah. with it. As long as he don't think he's the quarterback. No, I mean, no. Taysom Hill delusional as hell, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a franchise QB. It's like, <laughs> since when? <laughs> You've been on a franchise for 10 years. Ain't nobody let you throw 12 times. Anyway, go ahead. No, you're good. Where are we at? What round are we in? We are now, we're still in the fourth round. We're going to 144. All right. We're going to go Utah. Lekki Futu defensive tackle. Big boy. Okay, I'm I'm talking. He's going to clog up gaps with just his size. Chris, he's not a pass rusher. You know what? That's fine. He's going to take up double teams and triple teams with just his sheer size alone. 6'5", 330. Okay? Damn. That's a big <laughs> That's boy. That's a big boy. And he's out of Utah. And the Seahawks, they kind of they, they have a thing for Utah players. Well, Utah's def- defense has just got talent. It just has legit NFL talent on it like every year. So, yeah. I think with the loss of Al Woods, Fotu, could definitely be a person that fills the void in that situation. I, I really like him out of Utah, and I hope the Seahawks take a, take a good look at him and go ahead and draft him. I, I, re- I recently read that they did a virtual interview with him. I mean, they're doing it with everyone. It could mean absolutely something, or it could mean nothing. Yeah, it, it, I wouldn't read too much into the virtual interviews with the – I mean, you got to do your due diligence. Sometimes oh, yeah. you got to do a little smoke screen. Absolutely. Uh, I just found a video of that kick. Uh, uh, my hyphenated brother, but that's a, he blocked a field goal. Oh, the field goal, okay. I thought yeah, it was a punt. Against North Carolina. Wow. That's impressive. Impressive. That's a indeed. sneaky underrated, like, dope thing to be able to do is block a field goal. Like the disrespect associated with going up and doing that is, is crazy. <laughs> All right. So this is your last pick now? Last pick. All right, run down the run down the, the picks before this real quick for the people. Got you. So our first not our first, my first pick I went with is 
Josh Uche out of Michigan. Second, I went with Akeem Davis Gaither, linebacker, Appalachian State. Next up, Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle out of Georgia. 101st pick, third round. Nick Harris, center out of UW. Fourth round, 133rd pick. Lynn Bowden, wide receiver, running back. Uh, you can play a little quarterback out of Kentucky. Mr. Jack of all trades. Staying in the fourth round, 144th pick. Lecky Fotu, defensive tackle out of Utah. And the last pick, sixth round, 214th overall. James Robinson, running back out of Illinois State. His vision, his patience, checks. All right. Off. He fits with the Seahawks. And How big is this cat? He's 5'9", 220 pounds. Oh, so he might be running he some cats be, over. He might be lowering his shoulder. Oh, that's okay? a big ball of muscle right there. Yeah. Remember Chris Carson ran a four five eight in the forty? Oh, did he? Yeah, not not a not a blazing guy, but I mean, if you look at Mr. Robinson, he ran a four six four. So he's also not taking the top off and running by guys. In no, the that's that's called running through your chest right there. Or as Marshawn would <laughs> actually, we're not going to quote Marshawn, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, he's he's not going to blow you away with the speed, but his power and how he runs is definitely something the Seahawks would probably be interested in, just based on the Seahawks running style. Power O, we're going to run it down your throat. I think this guy, if Chris Carson's not ready to go, if Rashad Penny's not ready to go, I think he can definitely compete against Travis Homer for who's getting reps. Yeah, that'd be two six-round picks, you know, going at it. One's got a little bit of experience, but not a ton more. Well, I guess a ton more, but you get get what I'm saying. He He was the backup to the backup to the backup for like four months. So, yeah. I like it. Run down your real quick. Give us your give us your list right here. One more Full time. list. Full list problem. of a Chris is 2020 Seahawks mock draft. Go. All right. Josh Uche out of Michigan. Keem Davis Gaither out of Appalachian State, followed by offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson. We're going to roll with Nick Harris out of UW Center. Lynn Bowden, wide receiver out of Kentucky. Lecky Fotu, defensive tackle out of Utah. And James Robinson, running back. Out of Illinois State. Really heard, heard of that kid. But to be fair, once you get to the sixth round, I ain't really heard of everybody. Uh, that's just that's just what it is. All right. Am I up? Mike, mock it up. Oh, I like that. Mock it up. That should be a title of the show. All right. So I had a, I had a few trades. Uh, I did have uh, a few. So I have Seahawks trading uh, 27 uh, to Green Bay for 136 and uh, 192. Uh, and so after that, we're at, we're at 30 with the Seahawks in the first round. This is going to be a lot of numbers, but uh, <laughs> I have them trading from 30 to 36. Shout out to who asked that question earlier about that. Uh, getting 36 and 110 from the Giants, who let's say they trade up for that Bama safety, uh, Xavier McKinney. Let's say they trade up uh, for him. I don't know if they would, but again, Gettleman doesn't believe in the Internet, so who knows what this this guy will do. All right, so. I forget how many picks that uh, leaves us with. I think, actually, I think that has us at 36, 59, 64, 101, 110, 133, 136, 144, 192, and 214. I'm going to trade up. I'm going to just simulate the draft and be like, yo, in the third round, the Seahawks want to jump back in. They call up Baltimore and get, you know, pick 106. It's the last pick, I think, in the third round. In exchange for one well, for one thirty three and one thirty six, that's a lot of maneuvering. Uh, but basically, the picks I'm now working with are thirty six, fifty nine, sixty four, one hundred one, 
106, 110, 144, 192, and 214. So that's three second-round picks, two third-round picks, two fourth-round picks, and two sixths. Not bad. Not, Not bad, bad at all. Gets you out of the first round, but you collect five day two picks. Um, so I like that. And it helps make up for not having a fifth uh, in the uh, Dunbar trade by adding another, at least adding another six. All right, Chris, ready to roll? Let's roll. All right. First pick, uh, 36th uh, overall. I'm going with uh, Yitor Gross Matos. Uh, I love who asked that question about picking him at 36. Like, if you have access to my laptop, let's talk, because I don't know how the hell you knew <laughs> I was going there with 36. Uh, but I just think you got to go pass rusher there. That's like a no-brainer uh, for me. We both got pass rushers first off yeah. the board. You really can't. In a world where there's no clowning on this team, even in the world where there is clowning on this team, you got to do it. You just have to. Uh, 59th overall, I'm going with Robert Hunt, uh, guard from Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, probably the at least the second best uh, interior lineman uh, in the draft. Someone asks how good the interior line uh, or how big of a need that is. Like I said, you can't leave day two because all these picks are on day two. You can't leave day two without you know uh, someone on the interior. This guy can start at what right guard if they need. He can start at right tackle uh, if they need, which I believe was what he was uh, at Lafayette. So uh, I'd probably be a guard in the league, but you gotta you gotta go there and. Chances are, if the Seahawks need, they'll move him to the left side. They'll find a place for him. They just will. It's too good of a blocker uh, for that. 64th overall, K.J. Hamler, receiver out of Penn State. I like this pick. He's a little, he reminds me of you, Chris. Just a little speedy dude, just everywhere. It's kind of like your jack-of-all-trades, except he's better than Taysom Hill. I'm sorry. I don't. I just. I take you jabs can, at Taysom. No, you can take a shot at him. It has nothing to do with the guy I woman. Yeah. No. 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 That was a shot at Taysom, not a shot at at Lynn. No. Definitely. <laughs> definitely not. This guy. I'm also thinking could be special teams. I like how we had the same Mindset thing going. Regard. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. gotta remember with these picks, it's not just right now. Like you're thinking our receiver at 64. Mike, why you do that? Well, okay. Yeah. You got Tyler. You got DK. You got Dorsett. Dorsett's only on a one year deal. Uh. So. After that, you'd have guys like Hamler. And even now for Hamler, that's a guy potentially could be uh, – did I say what school he was out of? Penn State. Did I say that? I right, so got two Penn State guys. Uh, Penn State was really good. They had some talent. Uh, but I think you're looking at a guy who could run the punch back, run the kicks back, basically all the things that uh, a man Lynn, Lynn could yeah. do. Uh, I just like it in this guy too who's you know just straight up a receiver who's just explosive. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the kid from Ohio State last year. Um, I think his name was Paris. Uh, he, I think he plays for the Colts now. Just just fast. One of those dudes like you got to get him the ball and just kind of let him work. Uh, it's very similar to Percy Harvin, I think, if I had to give a pro comp uh, to KJ. Although Percy was like a video game at, <laughs> at Florida. Although, man, Hamler did some things too. The only knock was like his, if you go to like his highlight stuff and a lot of like the tape people use, he's torching like Idaho in like a lot of like the first minute of like every tape. And it's like, come on, man, you're Penn State. You should be smoking Idaho. But he's got good Big Ten tape as well. All right, we're at uh, 101. Uh, overall, we're in the third round. I'm going to go with, oh, man, I don't know how to say the name. Dang it. Bradley Anai. I felt we had this on the on the show with Jordan, and I, and I didn't get it right. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go with another defensive end out of Utah. Uh, so let's see. I got two defensive ends on day two. You, yeah. I like it. Well, the difference is between my man from Penn State I would say he's like starter right away, go. Whereas Bradley, you you would like that, but if not, you're getting a guy who can be like rotational guy right off the bat, 
uh, help you get some, just like your job right now as a rookie, Bradley, sacks. That's it. Sacks, sacks, sacks. Uh, that's it. Uh, so this, we're going to go one more pick in the third round at 106. Uh, then remember this, I had them trading back into the end of the third round. You got Devon Hamilton, defensive tackle, Ohio State. I'm thinking like you with uh, a man from uh, Utah. Utah. Just be big. That's what I told the defensive tackle. Just be big. Because if you look at it, it's not a ton of depth there. They still have Nas, uh, who's coming off injury. Puna Ford and Jay Reed are your guys, but you lose Al Woods. And I don't even know what else you have. Brian Monet. Yeah, and, you know, that's it. So Those four. I'm not really sure what you do uh, after that. I, I, I like this. I don't know. I'm not totally sold you know, personally on what the Seahawks would do when they trade back up. But I do know they love run stoppers. And you definitely need as many of them uh, as you can carry for the right price. And at the third round, everybody's the right price. <laughs> All right, we're in the fourth round now. Shout out to who asked the question about when do you take a running back. Boom, we're right here in the fourth round. I'm going to go with them taking A.J. Dillon at 110 overall, the running back from Boston College. Just a beast, man. I'm not even going to run out all his stats and everything, but just know this dude is huge. He's like six foot 247 and runs a 4.5. It's disgusting. That, what? What? It's like a big, fast, battering ram, man. Dude, that's that's what you need. That's what you need right there. And uh, this probably – he's probably my second favorite back uh, in the draft for the Seahawks. The first would be Zach Moss from uh, Utah. Utah has talent, man. It's really crazy how well they recruit. But, man, I like I like AJ there. Shout out to the homie Corbin, uh, Sports Illustrated. He lo- uh, he loves him, too. He put me on to him when we were in Indy. He was like, yo, Mike, you got to see this dude. He's 245, and he's going to run a 4-5. I was like, no, the hell he's not. <laughs> he's like, yes, he is, Mike. Watch. Boom. He ran that. I was like, yep, draft him. Because that type of speed, man. When you got a fourth rounder, like you could start him, and you're okay with like him being the project behind Chris and Rashad as well. So let's see here where are we at. Still I just, in the I just took a pick in the fourth round. That was a pick they got from the Giants, by the way. Uh, I'm gonna go with fourth round at 144 overall. Oh, I know I'm gonna mess his name up. Oh dang, I should have looked his name up before this. Hakeem. Ah, uh, Deniji. Yeah, let's let let's go with that. Uh, offensive lineman uh, out of Kansas. Uh, played some left tackle. Uh, actually played a lot of left tackle at Kansas, but one of those guys he could, you know, uh, move all over the place. I th- I believe he was one of those guys where uh, he's been moved around in the pre-draft process uh, as well. So I think at the, at the Senior Bowl, they might have moved him around as well too. So even though he played some tackle, that just means he's going to have that in his background. I guarantee if they take him, Pete Carroll says that. Like, he's got that in his background. <laughs> Pete loves what guys have in their background. They do their background checks like crazy, which they should. Uh, I think he could be on the interior, but uh, I would think you know, you noted how uh, how old Dwayne Brown is. Yeah. Boom, potential successor there. Uh, you could find a starting spot for him down the line uh, for sure, which is really what you want in the fourth round. By the time we get to day three, it just needs to be like, hey, make the team <laughs> as a rookie and show enough that I could start you you know, down the line, like guys like Phil Haynes, I think have shown, um, I can't think of it. John Ursua, uh, perhaps has like starter potential, you know, in him, uh, as well. Gary Jennings didn't have, it, so they got rid of him. All right. We're in the sixth round. I'm gonna go back to the pac 12 at pick 192 that they got from green Bay and all those trades I was doing. Evan Weaver, the linebacker out of Cal. Remember him? He had like a he has a million tackles in college. I'm pretty yeah, sure he I, led the nation in tackles. I think he, yeah yeah I think against UW like had 14 tackles or something crazy. He had one game where I think he had like 20. 
twenty one or something. No, nah, dude is dude is all over the place. Uh, best defensive player in the Pac twelve. Uh, even if guys, I have like a uh, a guy from Utah going ahead of him. I think he's one of them cats that like he's gonna benefit from this pre draft process where all the other guys don't have pro days and everything like the smaller school cat. Like there may be some smaller school guys who are maybe just as good or will be translate better to the league, but because Evan has so much tape and he's a power five guy, so you don't have to wonder how he would do against the best competition in the country. He's already done it. He's got so much tape, was so productive. I bet you they use that word too. Productive. I guarantee you if they pick him, Schneider overuses the word productive because he was, he had a, a gazillion, t- I think 182, is the note I I have one eighty two uh tackles last year. That's that's insane. You can lead your team with a hundred. And he had like a hundred he had one eighty two. That's that's ridiculous. Uh I will I'll go with him in the sixth round. I'm not really sure where. He damn near averaged seventeen tackles a game. No, dude was a <laughs> monster. It was a monster. Monster tackler. Just really productive. I don't know how uh necessarily what spot if he has to play strong, interior, uh or inside linebacker, whatever. The Seahawks will probably just be like, Look, you're a six rounder, make the team. Play some special teams and show me you can start down the line. That's uh, where we're going there. Because, you know, linebacker is not like a huge a huge need. And my last pick, I'm going to go to cornerback. We didn't, did, he, did you have a cornerback? I was going to, but I didn't I didn't see the need, to be honest. I mean, I see, that's fair. That's I see, fair. I see you got a sixth round. Yeah. Six, just make the team. Yeah. Make the team. <laughs> play special teams and show me you can start down the line. That's yeah. that's it, baby. I'm gonna tell all the the rookies that from from day one. I'm gonna go Madre Harper, uh, cornerback out of Southern Illinois. I think he actually did have a pro day, uh, so I think that's gonna be huge because for the small school guys, if you didn't have a pro day, teams really just don't know who you are. That's I did a whole story on small school prospects. They just don't know who you are when you don't have the pro day. He did have one. Um, he was a power five guy at one point. He started his career at Oklahoma State. A uh, good man-to-man guy. He does have the hand size. I have 33 and 7 eighths inches. I don't know how to read arm length, but whatever. He's got the arms. You know, you got to be 32. Got to be. Got to be 32. Got to be a certain inch. length. Yeah, so uh, ran a four four two. I mean, got length. See, he's six one. Got length, you got speed, and he's a good man to man dude. Shout out to the podcast. <laughs> Sounds like a Seahawks guy to me, especially in the late rounds. You know, Pete Carroll's gonna want to love him and 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 think he can mold him into the next Sherm or something, something like that. You just know Pete's gonna be thinking like that. How many picks did I make? You made nine. I like it. That's a nine man haul. That's a good draft pick. All right, so run down real quick. Uh, now I'm gonna have to say everybody's name again. <laughs> Damn it! All right, so we got uh, Etor Gross Matos, 36 pick, defensive end out of Penn State. 59th pick, Robert Hunt, offensive lineman out of Lafayette. Second round, 64th overall. We got KJ Hamler, receiver from Penn State. 101 overall in the third round. We got Bradley Anai, defensive end out of Utah. Third round, 106 overall. Devon Hamilton, defensive tackle at Ohio State. Fourth round, 110 overall. A.J. Dillon, running back at a Boston College. 144 overall. Oh, man. Hakeem. Do it again. Do it again. You did it last time. Adeniji. I, I feel like you, you put too many vowels in that. Adeniji. Nope. Let's look that up well, before we get off the air. <laughs> we done butchered my man's name. Anyway, offensive lineman out of Kansas. Uh, sixth round, 192 overall. Evan Weaver. Weaver, excuse me, linebacker out of Cal. 
Last pick, 214 overall, Roger Harper, cornerback, Southern Illinois. Chris, if I get three of these dudes right, if I get three right, we have to put expert on my title. I'm going <laughs> to open every show this offseason. You're listening to Draft Expert. Michael Sean. Yes. Or just Mike Dugar, excuse me. Yes, Draft <laughs> Expert. We're going to put that there. We're going to do it. All right? I like it. I like it, I like it, I like it. What else, what else we got? Well, we do have to go back. We still got a few questions to answer real quick. I need to look up that brother's name, man. I'm going to bug you. Well, it, it, and you want to get it right, absolutely. Yeah, because I hate when people mess up my name, man. Cause they Did be, you see that Dane had the Seahawks drafting a corner? Last name Duger, D-U-G-G-E-R. Oh, the yeah, Kyle Duggar kid from. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's Duggar. See, I already chopped his name up. I think it is. I think it's <laughs> Duggar. Uh, yeah, the kid from uh, Lenore Ryan. I'm sure they might have called him Duger once or Dugar. Oh, people. I guarantee people mess up his name, man. If they mess up, mess up mine. Let us know what you guys think about the mocks. Uh, you, it's okay if you think mine's better than Chris's. That's fine. <laughs> he'll he'll take it just fine. It's it's cool. You know, uh, you know, it's it's okay. Just be honest. This is a safe space. Go ahead. What else we got? Well, we'll get into questions again. We have Brody Howe at Coach Broads. What are you guys most intrigued to see from this new virtual draft experience? Oh, I think his name is Hakeem Ada. Oh, boy. I can't even get the phonetic right. Oh, I'm bad at this. Can you see that? All yeah. Right. Hakeem Adaniji. Adaniji? Adaniji. All right. Sorry about that, Hakeem, man. I'm, I mean, he probably ain't listen to the show, but. At least we made the effort to try to get the brother name right. I'll give you the question again. Sorry about that. You're good. It's from Brody Howe at Coach Broads. What are you guys most intrigued to see from this new virtual draft experience? I think you should answer this one because you got the better answer than me for sure. I'm going to be excited. Well, not excited. I'm going to be intrigued to see all the interruptions that happened during this draft. I can only imagine Roger Goodell sitting in his room and then – Awkwardly, maybe if he has a young daughter or a young son, they just walk in the room and start talking while he's trying to do a draft pick or anything to that magnitude with some of the coaches that are going to be on call. It's going to be quite interesting to see the mistakes and how the NFL bounces back live when they're doing it because it's not going to be like, oh, we're doing commercial break. This is going to be on air and people are going to be going, oh, did someone just walk in on coach while he's you know trying to make a, a, a – he's talking with another coach about trading a player? Are they going to accidentally make a trade here? I mean, there's a lot. Oh, accidentally make a trade. That'd be awkward. <laughs> Talk about awkward, but it's going to be interesting to see how things are going to go down with this. This is the first time ever that we're going to have something of this magnitude where everything is virtual. No face-to-face, even though Mike and I are uh, kicking it doing a podcast. But that's what I'm going to be intrigued to see during this virtual draft is just the the funny moments that happen. Because I'm sure there's going to be a couple where someone just walks. Oh, I didn't. I forgot. How could you forget? I told you this multiple times that we're doing the draft. I'm going to be virtual. How do you forget these things? I'm going to be curious to see which guys are doing the business on top but have, like, just their draws or just, like, in some shorts. You know, people do that for their TV interviews. They be in, like, a suit jacket. Is it it true that you can actually tell during the interview process that someone is not dressed for the interview? They just have the top on and and they have this, you know, sweats on the bottom? I read that somewhere years ago that no way. Yeah, that they can they can get a sense of oh he's just acting he's not really dressed up he just has the top on and he's got PJs on the bottom. Hell no, no man. Remember that John Clayton commercial? He was like, <laughs> Mom, I finished my segment. It looked like hell that he's just dressed normal. Like <laughs> no man, I, I think that I don't know I, I don't believe that one. <laughs> you don't believe that one, not at all. Our last question comes from Dave Sayers at Sayers Eight. 
Would the Seahawks take a flyer on mid-round quarterback to back up Russ four years rather than going down the failed starter route? Um, No, I don't think they will. But should they, Dave? Yes, I absolutely think so. Um, I think it's Andy Staples, one of our college guys at The Athletic. Um, he has an NFC West breakdown of all the needs for each team. Uh, and in the Seahawks one, he mentions like the uh, possibility of like a, uh, I think his name is Cole McDonald, the Hawaii quarterback, or even Jalen Hurts in on day two. I think he says Hurts on day two, or um, you go with uh, McDonald on day three. I don't, I don't know as much about the McDonald uh, kid. I know John. I've talked to John Arsua uh, about him. Uh, a little bit. I know he was in the run and shoot offense that our new Wazoo coach Nick Rolovich was running at Hawaii, uh, and he was slinging it all over the place. Uh, so I only know that much uh, about him. I think he's also is he white with dreads? I'm pretty sure he. Can you Google him real quick? I believe that's how I first learned of who that young man was. But yeah, I think regardless of who the QB is, I would be okay with such a move because yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm tired of you. The Seahawks getting washed up dude B, washed up dude C, washed up dude, you know, A, B, C, D, G, F, whatever. And then when you really could just, like, invest. Every team should take a quarterback every year. The, it's just too much of a, a great commodity because let's say Russ stays healthy. But Jalen Hurts, you know, is, like, low-key, like, could be, like, a stud. Well, then you you trade them off later. You know, you move up in the draft. You know, you, you will and deal. You know how the game go. So would they do that, Dave? Absolutely not. I don't think so. Should they do something like that? Absolutely, I think so. All right. We got the Googles on this dude. What was his name again? Cole McDonald, I believe, is the is the is the kid name. Yeah. White boy with dreads, huh? Good maybe, for him. Maybe he's a wine. Good for kid. No, no, he don't look it. <laughs> uh, good for him. You know, good for him. That's all. I, I, that's how he came on my radar last year. I remember because somebody was like, Mike, you see this? And I was like, what? Good for him. That was just my first thought. That was my first thought. Uh, again, let us know what you think of our mocks. Send us who you think maybe we should have picked or what you got. Uh, again, if you think mine's is better than Chris's, that's cool. Let us know. Chris can handle it. <laughs> tough, he's tough cat. That's it, 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 fine. Or if uh, mine's better than Mike's, he can handle it too. Just don't. You know, I won't handle that well. So maybe <laughs> just only tell Chris. That. I'm playing. I'm playing. We all we appreciate any uh, and and all feedback. We miss anything? So last show for the draft. I'm hyped. Yeah. Next up, we'll try to get Dane on to talk about the picks that the Seahawks have went with. Oh, yes. The next next step. But other than that, man, thank everybody for rocking with us. We appreciate the love and support. We know it's been a while, but we'll be back shortly. Don't don't worry. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Uh, don't go outside uh, unless it's important. Uh, two shout-outs. Shout-out to Dane Brugler, who dropped the beast, uh, his draft guide, which is just, just a monster of a draft guide. It's got everything, man. It's got... Just the smallest nuggets, man. He's got stuff about, like, dudes being the kickball champ in sixth grade, man. Just, like, fun little nuggets like that. Cool backstories. This is how I found out last year that Gary Jennings' father worked for the FBI. Uh, right? You no, know, fun facts like that uh, are in there. And also um, uh, Jordan Reed of the Draft Network. Uh, he just dropped his draft guide uh, as well, and his is really thorough. Uh, also, to, if you're just nerding it up, if you're quarantined up looking for something to do and you're tired of watching – Ozark and Tiger King dig into these draft guides man this is shout out to both of those cats friends of the show uh, do great pre-draft work well we want to thank you guys again we'll catch y'all later we out Always